One in 200 Canadians is detained or incarcerated in jail or prison every year, yet their access to health care is a far cry from the services offered in Canadian communities. Doctors Ruth Martin and Fiona Kuyumjian believe incarceration should be an opportunity to improve inmates' health. Dr. Ruth Martin explains why. Because of the social determinants of health, because of their the cards that life has dealt them in terms of their previous experiences with childhood, childhood trauma, ethnicity, poverty, homelessness, education. So they've already got all these determinants of health stacked against them, as it were. And then those kind of situations lead them to substance use and then crime. Then there's a higher prevalence of individuals with those determinants of health that are incarcerated. So you've got people who are already in poor health then being put into correctional facilities, which tend not to be conducive to improving people's health. Dr. Kuyumjian believes we are not capitalizing enough on the time a person is incarcerated to improve their health. What would be most helpful is to have us uh, reorient our thinking about time in custody as an opportunity to improve health and do other types of rehabilitation. Whereas I think, you know, to some extent, Correctional facilities are really seen as more of a, not necessarily punishment, but a time to sort of remove someone from society for public safety reasons. And I think that is a real missed opportunity and, as I say, has costs for all of us in society in terms of healthcare costs and public health and also economic costs. The World Health Organization suggests that healthcare should be the responsibility of ministries of health, not the ministries of justice. Currently, at the federal level, Corrections Canada is in charge of inmates' health. At the provincial level, only Alberta and Nova Scotia have adopted the WHO's approach. Dr. Martin explains the benefits of healthy prisons. Once you say, okay, health care delivery and health outcomes and health performance is the responsibility of the Ministry of Health, then you can start applying the standards that we have in the general population to the incarcerated population. The other interesting initiative I think the World Health Organization suggested is that actually correctional staff and management staff should also be healthy. If the staff themselves are not being supported in healthy practices, then they impact negatively on the health and well-being of the inmates. So then health of a prison becomes beyond just confined to the clinic and the healthcare delivery. It actually becomes a whole prison approach to health promotion. So the, you know, the theory is that if healthcare is being delivered inside a correctional institution by the same organization that's doing it on the outside, that through care will be more efficient and that individuals won't fall between the cracks. Many inmates are dealing with both serious medical and mental issues. Dr. Kuyumjian explains how to help someone who might be in and out of jail on a regular basis. The time of admission is somewhat challenging because a lot of people tend to be understandably very upset about having been admitted and they might not be interested in talking about their health, which of course is challenging because there are a lot of people who are admitted frequently for periods of several days at a time and those people might not be able to access innovative programs because of the challenges of only being in a facility for a few days. And I think that there is a, a real opportunity to not only deliver programs while people are in custody, but to use the time in custody, even if it's only a period of hours or days, to create linkages with services in the community so that when people do leave and they go back to their communities, they can still work on various aspects of their health and their social situations. 
Dr. Kiyumjian believes more effort is needed to ensure that health interventions continue beyond prison walls. Looking at the initial couple of days as possibly the only chance to offer people access to services and treatment, I think is key to reaching people. Dr. Kuyumjian adds that small interventions can make a huge difference for an inmate. So trying to get a sense of people's social situation and then working with them on um, whatever their health goals are. So basic interventions like hooking people up with a family doctor if they don't have one and they want one, or giving people a list of the medications that they're using while they're in custody. All of these things that we might consider would be very intuitive and basic interventions, but that aren't universally done and could be effective in this setting in terms of improving health. And then I guess also a lot of people are not aware of what services are available to them, whether that's in the jail setting where I work or in the community. So making sure that people know about resources in the community. Offering adequate health services to inmates should not only be seen as a moral issue, but a smart and efficient way to make communities safer, says Dr. Kiyumjian. I do think that if the general public had a better understanding of the potential value of providing better services and ideally improving health in this population, that that would be important. I think also recognizing that it's easy to think about people who are in jails and prisons as just being other people, but, but in fact these people are members of our community. Most people are only in custody for a period of several weeks, so these are really our neighbors and our co-workers and mothers and fathers, and really they have key roles to play in their families, but also in communities. So what can we do to support them being as healthy and happy and productive in those roles as possible? For Evidence Network, I'm Melanie Holoboski.